The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Mesquite. I'm not buying little packets of mesquite just to cook with. No, if you're going to cook with mesquite, you're probably buying it by the truckload, aren't you? Aren't you? Yeah, Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday, 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. And that would certainly be the case with our guest, who is head chef at Twisted Moose in downtown La Crosse, Will Jedlicka. Good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Good morning. Thank you. Welcome to Cooley Region Cooks. How exciting. Excited to be here. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I've heard good things about Twisted Moose over the last... Uh, I can't more than a more than a few months, a bunch of months. You've been there for a little over a year. That's correct. Year and a half. Yes, bought uh, bought the restaurant in, last October, and uh, we've done a few menu changes since then. And awesome. Um, excited to kind of share what we yeah, offer there. That's great. Well, and it's good to know because I didn't know you bought the restaurant. I just knew there was a new head chef. So it's nice to know you're both. I'm both, yeah. indeed. That's I don't, cool. I don't know that I'd call myself a chef, but you know, I've I've messed around in the kitchen a little bit. So. Well, and that's important. You've got a good staff that surrounds you that helps keep all of that going. So, what? Some nights you're front of the house, and some nights you're rolling up your sleeves. That's how it goes, absolutely. So, when you picked the place up and you were looking around in the city of Lacrosse, thinking there isn't enough of what was it that grabbed uh, grabbed your tongue and your menu change first? Well. Uh, to be honest, the, the part of the business that I got really excited about was the nightlife, um, part of the business kind of, uh, fun. We do, you know, live DJs Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights and still enough room for dancing and having fun. Lots of, lots of room for dancing. We pack, uh, you know, four or 500 college kids in the place and, and, uh, have a blast. But, um, but, uh, my background is really in restaurants. Um, I've been managing restaurants for 20 plus years and um i've run some kind of cool venues i did the food service at como zoo in st paul really for a number of years so wow, i've eaten your food and i didn't even know it there you go there you go <laughs> oh that's awesome um and i and i did run the food service for the minnesota vikings i'm sure the packers fans listening are going to appreciate that well for um, the for the Vikings, the team or the team, ah, okay. the team. So well, I can't say I eat. I have eaten any of that. <laughs> I ate some New Orleans Saints food when they used to train here, but okay, uh, not since then. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I when I checked out the Twisted Moose, uh, I love the atmosphere. Uh, it's just kind of a fun environment. I like the garage doors that we can open up in the summertime. Oh, I'm, in fact, when I was uh, talking about you coming in. Later today, that was the first thing that I mentioned. I, I love that idea. That, hey, it's a beautiful sunny day. Let's let a little Mother Nature in. Let's enjoy some fresh air here. That's Ab- cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I really thought the menu was pretty good. But, uh, um, you know, we have, a, we have a rather efficient kitchen, uh, and it is challenging to get food out quickly. Um, in said kitchen, so uh, we did make some changes to the menu that really help us to execute. Do it more quickly. More, more quickly. 
sure. um, without sacrificing flavors and I get it. homemade is that a, taste. Is that something in the future that you might uh, be able even to expand the kitchen or that you want to expand the kitchen or are you where you want to be? I've I've looked at the idea of expanding the kitchen. Uh, for right now, I think we've got a menu that we can work sure. with. Okay. Um, cool. But uh, what we really do is uh, all of our like all of our condiments, all of our sauces, our ranch sauce is all homemade. We infuse oh. a lot of flavor in in everything that we make by. Um, creating homemade sauces and really? so so then um, you promote that uh, at the table so that when people sit down they realize hey these guys make their own sauce that's pretty cool we we haven't gotten into uh uh bottling them yet but we do get a lot of requests for our moonshine barbecue sauce do you? a lot well even so. if i can't take a bottle home the fact that the sauce that uh, my server just brought to the table they make in the back it's not a you know it's not a Heinz not out sauce. of a jug. It's, it's not out of a jug or a big great big uh, jug. It's something that you guys make yourself. That's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. That's awesome. So, um, so then it makes it really easy for the cooks to execute producing the food um, and putting a lot of flavor in it because uh, because of what we do sort of on the prep side of things. Sure, so. sure. Um, when I've talked with cooks before. Uh, about how they develop the the menu, it is as often history, their background, like yours, pretty widely varied. But it sounds like Midwestern for the most part. You, yes, absolutely. Um, that's a fair statement. Um, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, if you're at the Como Zoo, you spend a lot of time in Minnesota. Are you a Vikings fan? I'm not even. I'm just. Uh, you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. <laughs> You're, were you born and you raised in Minnesota? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, that's so, okay. I have lots so of listeners. I do like the Vikings Minnesota. and that's I like okay. the Packers. We have. Well, before before you leave, I'll introduce you to uh, Matt Scrady next door. He's a huge. In fact, I'm sure he's wearing Viking stuff right now. <laughs> Sounds great. That's, uh, that's how big a Vikings fan he is. Well, and they get good food. They're nice people, and the Vikings are a reasonable football team. And so you know. Long as the Packers beat them, I don't care. Absolutely, I don't care about anything else. Absolutely, absolutely. That's it. If we only win one game a year, I hear that all. The- I grew up in Michigan. Okay. Try to cheer for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. You know, there's only isn't. one game. Fans over there only cared about one game. If you could beat the Bears, the rest of the season doesn't matter. Absolutely. You could absolutely. Go, uh, you know, oh, no, one, one in fifteen. As long as that win was uh, the Bears, then you had a great successful season. Yeah. And yeah. most coaches got to keep their job. Because, well, at least I beat the Bears. Right. <laughs> That's all that matters. All right, so you're looking at the menu. And uh, as I mentioned in the past, when, when I'm talking with uh, someone who may be new at a restaurant, they have a taste of a thing, and it's really delicious, but they want to twist it a little bit and make it make it uh, unique to, in in this case, Twisted Moose. What did you look at and uh, and change up? What's different on the menu? Well, I think we've got some really kind of cool products. Um, you know, just looking at the appetizer section of our menu, we've got something we call bacon on a stick. And I know that sounds pretty self-explanatory. It does. But, it sounds uh, like Minnesota to me as you spent some time at the State Fair. Yeah, we use a quarter-inch thick-cut Jones Farm bacon, um, which is a delicious product. We skewer it, and then we glaze it with a gaozhujang sauce, which is a Korean barbecue sauce. I'll take your word for it. Which adds... Gaozhujang sauce? Gaozhujang, yes. Yeah. Um, and so it's got... It's a 
just slightly spicy barbecue sauce, um, but it's got a r- lot of really great complex flavors. And then we serve that with a side of sriracha aioli, just in case you want it to be even spicier. So, so you can on- make it hotter. So- it's, well, and how often do you have to deal with people who will just say generically, is it spicy? <laughs> and what they mean is, is it hot? Right. You know, and salt and pepper is spice. I used to tell my mom that all the time. Mom, ketchup is is spice. What right. Are you talking about no, it's not going to light your tongue on fire. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I I like spicy food myself, um, but I've been really careful with the menu to make sure it's palatable for. Well, and if it's middle of the road on the menu, but you have an option to take it to the next level. Right. Separately at the table for the individual. Yeah, I'm okay then with that. Everyone's covered. Absolutely, That's right. absolutely. All right. So, so what else besides bacon on a stick? You Minnesotan, you right? <laughs> your colors are showing there, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone loves bacon. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the other thing I added that um, I really like is um, we added some flatbreads to the menu. So we do a flatbread w- with our moonshine sauce. So it's a moonshine barbecue chicken flatbread. Uh, with mozzarella cheese. Is that an appetizer? Uh, you kinda, know, sorta. we kind of put it on the appetizer page in its own little section. A lot of people do order them for appetizers and, and share, share them yeah. with the table. So, okay. um, But you could certainly order as an entree. Uh, we've got a buffalo chicken uh, flatbread that we use Texas Pete's uh, buffalo sauce on. Um, and then a peri-peri chicken and bacon flatbread. And so really? peri-peri seasoning is, I don't know exactly what's in it, but it's uh, its a very on-trend uh, seasoning. It's got where, is it, a, it, where does it come from? It doesn't even sound like a language I've recognized. It's, a, it's a, of African origin, uh, but I wouldn't be able to. Sauce. Yeah, I wouldn't be okay. able to tell you more than that. So, um, except for the fact that it's delicious. Is it fruit or? Uh... It's, a, it's a spice blend. Okay. Um, and it's, is it, it's dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. It's okay. a dry spice blend. It's a dry. I was so sure. I was right away. I was thinking, shake it out of the bottle. And, right, right. I don't know if it's a dry spice. All right. So for that one, we use a jalapeno ranch sauce as a base, um, just to add again a little bit of spice to it, and then we put the seasoned chicken and bacon on top, cheese, a little of the peri peri s- spice, and uh, and then cook that. So, Ooh, man, uh, delicious. So. Very proud of that sounds really good. Very proud yeah. of the flavors that we have achieved with with some of those. So has it been fun for you to meet taste buds in the the Cooley region when when you have ingredients that are on the menu that no one's ever heard of or that uh, other people have never tried and they're still willing? Hey, I talked with this guy. He seems pretty normal. He's a Viking fan, so you know he's all right. I'm going to try this. I never heard of it before. Perry Perry chicken. Something or other, I don't know. And uh, let's give that one a try. Uh, it has been. It, I mean, it's... Um, They're welcoming you. Absolutely. They're just trusting your tongue, even though I'm ordering something. I have no idea what it is. Right, right. Uh, it is fun. We get uh, a ton of questions about right. ingredients. And, and, I mean, I would say 90% of our menu is items that you've seen on other menus or you're very familiar sure. with. Uh, but... Uh, you know, we do have, for example, we serve a giant pretzel, which is about a two-pound pretzel. 
Uh, and that's it's, pretty giant. That's pretty giant. You know, yeah. most people's eyes get really big when they see it. Um, but we serve it with a crock of a beer cheese dip, um, which oh, has a has a real sort of porter beer flavor to it. Oh, you got me. Like super you got malty. Me a porter. Cheese and porter. <laughs> right, There's exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get a lot of questions about that, about what's in the beer cheese dip and um and obviously the peri peri and most people can't say gaoju zheng. Uh so we have Well, a lot I could say it, questions. but if I looked at how it was spelled, I probably would pronounce it wrong. Ex- yeah, probably. So uh you know the other thing that I love on our menu is our fish, and uh, we do batter it all in-house. There's no, like, pre-made, frozen. Right, so hand-dipped. Hand-dipped. What's different about your dip than everybody else's? Because you've lived here long enough to know it's... everybody in Wisconsin does fish on Friday night. Everyone does. Uh, well, one big thing that we do that's different is we give you a choice of fish. So you can get cod, which is what... Pretty sure. much everyone else serves. Sure. Uh, but we also have perch or uh, sunfish Ooh, as options. So you can get, you know, if you are just want to be safe and get cod, you can do that. Uh, if you want to do something a little bit different, our perch is, I think, incredibly delicious. And we use a panko uh, breading uh-huh. on that. So very light, yeah. very easy to yeah, eat. Yeah, it's not heavy. Uh, yep. That's always the, you know, when I moved here 30 some years ago, that's the thing that I noticed when everybody said, oh man, I got to take you around to Fridays. There aren't enough Fridays in the summer, but every Friday from now until forever, I'm taking you to a different place for Friday night fish in Wisconsin. It's a huge thing. And I noticed a lot of different fish, but everybody's was heavy. You get done with a piece or two uh, and a beer of uh, most deep fried fish and I'm full now. I got to go home and take a nap. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's got a real nice light breading on the cod. We use a beer batter. That's a little bit heavier, more of the traditional, but sure. So there's some nice options. And then of course we make our own tartar sauce. Um, and and we use it, we make a artichoke tartar sauce, um, which has a lot of great flavors. So absolutely. Artichokes are delicious. Oh, they are. I love artichokes. I've never heard of artichoke tartar sauce. Well, you've been missing out. I'm going to have artichoke. I'm going to order a burger and a side of artichoke tartar sauce just to uh, just to try that. Absolutely. I'm kind of an experimental guy. Could you tell? I can. Um, I can. I think, that's I, good. I, there's a there's a a place here in town that's a butcher shop, and I look at the menu and I think, man, that sandwich right there's got five year old cheddar on it. This sandwich over here has got three year old prosciutto on it, or ten year old prosciutto, and uh, I want some of this one and some of that one on that marble rye you were talking about on that third sandwich. Really? Yeah. Can you do that? Sure. That's pretty much how I cook for myself yeah, at the restaurant. Yeah, I, I like That's to combine awesome. different ingredients. Then and you don't see mind that well. if customers do the same thing? <laughs> Not at all. Somebody's going to come. I'm serious. Yeah, it, it does happen quite a bit. Uh, we do, um, I mean, it's, I mean, dozens of sort of extra sides of different sauces sure. with things at sure, night sure. because people love the uh love our barbecue sauce our moonshine barbecue sauce yeah. which has real whiskey in it um you know people love the tartar sauce so yeah well and somebody's gonna order that to dip their fries in yeah because that zhu sauce i don't know how to spell it but man that's good can i get a side <laughs> with my fries 
to and dip that in? The tartar sauce is really delicious with fries. So, yeah. Um, same with our ranch. We make our ranch in-house, and uh, it's got a ton of, like, fresh dill and other awesome. fresh spices in it. So, Are you able to uh, to procure all your ingredients regionally, at least, locally, regionally, as much as you can? We do as much as... I know it's as... kind of hard to get some fish some days. Right. Some time of year. <laughs> right. As, as much as we can, we do try to get... Uh, ingredients locally or for example our cheese curds are are a wisconsin cheese curd naturally awesome. um but uh yeah i would say probably 60 70 percent of our menu cool. um is at least regional um, all right i'm going i'm put you out there on a limb for a sec do you hand dip your cheese curds we do not okay. um it's something we've kind of talked about but um this product is that a difficult thing to do to I mean you know is it a, a problem it's not difficult Literally, but, uh, right. you know, if you have to have a separate deep fryer for cheese curds from your fish and so forth, does it, that just make... It's just messy yeah. <laughs> and uh, and can slow down the kitchen. Well, you've got a small kitchen to start with. So right. Well, that makes sense. So, I'm just curious. But, uh, but we've got, I mean, it's a really, really good frozen product. We tried several different cheese curds before landing on this one and and once again we serve it with the side of our moonshine barbecue sauce and with jalapeno ranch sauce that we make in-house so you've got some great dipping sauces for them what was that dry spice that you were telling me about peri 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 yeah you know i need a little peri peri on the side to roll my cheese curds there you go i'm gonna make them different what what, is the twisted moose known for your thing what what is what is twisted moose known for besides the windows are open it's right. summer. I, I would say the fish fry is is uh, a really strong uh, item for us. And then uh, we do have some pretty amazing burgers as well. Yeah. So um, we use a, a fresh ground chuck product uh, that's, um, you know, never frozen. And, uh, cool. um, again, have some really cool kind of different ingredients. Uh, we have what we call a frickle burger, which is a fried pickle it's Ooh. got fried pickles, onion rings, our homemade ranch on it. Um, Ooh. We've got... Deep fried pickles on your burger? Absolutely. Really? Bat- battered and deep fried. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get a side of deep fried pickles? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we sell them they, as an appetizer as well. Pickle chips or pickle spears? Spears. Spears. Okay. Yep. They, they look very similar to French fries, so they're thin oh, cool. cut. Oh, they're thin, like, not julienne, but all, they're thin cut pickles. And are they pickles or are they dill cucumbers? They're... <laughs> You can tell how I feel about pickles. We're, we're, I want a dill pickle. You know, the Minnesota, if you're from Minnesota, those grandmothers would be so mad if you weren't serving, you know, a real dill pickle. That's right. That's right. Uh, we'll call them dill pickles. Okay. All right. Because that's what I'm, I love a dill pickle. I order a burger someplace and it comes with a big slice of dill cucumber on the side, and I'm always it's so It's just not the same. Right. And the chips came from a jar that were made by Mr. Vlasic, who lives, I don't know, in New Jersey or somewhere. <laughs> and, and I think, well, these are pickles. How come this thing on the side of the plate next to the French fries isn't a pickle? Right. Well, I don't know, the boss, whatever. And I'm thinking, you're the boss. Pickles. Give me a pickle. Pickles it is. going to be spicy and kind of bitey and then deep fried. Oh, baby. <laughs> That is, that's good. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, excellent product. So um, the other burger that we have that's really popular is our Paul Bunyan burger. So we 
uh, take a third pound burger. We top it with pulled pork, bacon, a jalapeno relish that we make in-house, a fried egg, pepper jack cheese, and then onion rings. So a Paul Bunyan-sized burger with three different meats on it and cheese and all kinds of goodness. I talked with somebody, today's Thursday, earlier this week or late last week, uh, who had never had a burger with an egg on it before ever. And I thought, what are you, 10? (laughs) You've lived in Wisconsin all your life. You're a full-grown adult having a beer, and you've never had a burger with an egg on it? No. This is pretty it's, good. It's, Where have you been all your life? What? Yeah, for anyone out there who hasn't, <laughs> you should know it's it's one of the more delicious things oh. that you can have. And so. I want mine all runny and gooey. That's a burger you can't eat in the car. Absolutely, you absolutely. Eat that with a plate. That's and served a with a fork. Egg. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, my, that is one way to make a burger really tasty. Put my egg on top. My goal with our burgers is that you need at least ten napkins when oh. you eat them. So um, they all. They all have a ton of different sauces and gooeyness on top. Um, We do a red, white, and blue burger that has uh, a homemade blue cheese sauce on it that is just unbelievable. Like homemade blue cheese, you can actually taste the real blue cheese. Where do you get your blue cheese, Mister Homemade Blue Cheese Sauce? In Wisconsin, yeah, it's a Wisconsin product for sure. I love blue cheese. Yeah, it's uh, it's. it's just a fantastic burger. So I want a side of that spice. I want a side of the blue cheese sauce and a spoon. Because <laughs> I'm just going to eat that. All the and a package a, of napkins. And a package of napkins for my... Uh, well, I'll tell you what. we got a little business to do when we get back. Uh, a beyond, I can read it upside down, Beyond Tropical Burger. That's right. We're going to the islands Here for this we go. burger, are we? It's going to be great. I'm excited. I can hardly wait. From... Uh, Twisted Moose, how long has it been since you've been there? Will Judlick has been there for a year and a half? About a year and a half, yeah. Menu's upside down. You're really going to like it, and it looks even upside down. There's a ton going on. You hungry? Twisted Moose. We'll be right back. My small bit I still like the guy, even though he's dressed in a Minnesota Viking shirt. I don't know. Maybe it's laundry day or something he's got going in choice. <laughs> Will Jedlicka is the owner-operator at Twisted Moose. Has been there for a year and a half, give or take. Made a few changes to the menu uh, right after you took over and a couple of changes. Those are seasonal changes. I think every restaurant makes those kinds of changes. Can't really sell a watermelon salad or in the in January because it's really hard to get watermelons in January. So let's change that up. Keep Absolutely. it regional and and uh, uh, keeping it appropriate to the season. That's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I you know my thing is I want to give people a reason to come in and check us out. And so at least every few months we probably change about thirty percent of the menu. Just really? bringing new items in and and oh, uh, some new flavors. And that way, if people eat at my restaurant. Two or three days a week, then they'll they have a chance to try some different things. Yeah, but so. you got that's a pretty good size menu. You're gonna you eat there three days a week. You still didn't eat everything on the menu, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, boy, I haven't counted, but I mean, 40, 50 menu yeah. items. So that's a lot for a kitchen that's only this big. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So um, well, that says a lot for your staff too. Obviously, they, they know their stuff. They know their stuff. All right, so. it's freezing cold outside, so take me beyond tropical. I need something. 
I need something warm and sandy beach, some barefoot. Absolutely. With an umbrella in it kind of burger. So we use uh, Beyond products for our quote-unquote fake burger patties, okay. vegetarian burger patties. Yeah. So um, the Beyond Tropical Burger is a Beyond burger patty with um, grilled pineapple, pepper jack cheese, lettuce, and then we brush it with a hoisin sauce, uh, which gives it a really nice, oh. sweet, almost honey kind well, of I'll flavor. I'll tell you what, if I, a habit that I'm in, and I've mentioned it a bunch of times on the show, but if you're listening for the first or second time, I often go to the spice aisle or the sauce aisle and look for something I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son, uh, who one of my sons who lives here in La Crosse, he brought over a bottle of hoisin sauce and said, Dad, you got to try this. It's awesome. I don't know anything about it except that when you pour some of this on a plate <laughs> and dip your finger in it, you're going to want to put everything you own, everything you cook is going to want to have hoisin sauce on it. It is so so good. It is, and and I think way underused. Um, oh, me too. For grilling, especially. It's in the weird aisle of the grocery store. I'm not buying any of that Asian <laughs> stuff. I don't know what's in it. Yeah, I, I love it for grilling. Just, uh, you know, you get a bunch of burgers on the grill and just a light brush of hoisin sauce, and then you can add whatever other condiments right. you want to it, but it just enhances the flavor. Well, and if the hoisin's on my burger, then I can stick with other dipping sauces for my French fries. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so. All right. So it's the Beyond Burger. Is that popular? It is. Um I've so, got, I'll be honest, because I've never had one. They advertise them on uh, on TV a little bit, and, but I've never had a beyond. I've never had a, a vegetarian burger before. Yeah, it is. It's and, and it it's um, so it doesn't taste. I would say exactly like beef, it's but different. it's it's really close. But but especially if you put something like the hoisin sauce on it, that kind of masks the yeah kind of well, and, off and, flavor. And I, I get it. I know there are people scoffing. Oh, it's, if it's not beef, it's not a burger, shut up. Well, and until you marry someone who can't eat red meat or right. is a vegetarian. I have another son whose wife was a strict vegetarian, and he, after a number of years, finally was able to uh, uh, talk her into allowing him to at least cook chicken. So right. he calls himself a chicketarian. Chicketarian, very nice. Because that, they don't eat almost any red meat in their house so right and they come to a restaurant that's famous for its burgers she'll be thrilled to death yeah. to have a burger with a bunch of sauce and lettuce and tomatoes and, and a real pickle on it absolutely <laughs> uh yeah i'm i'm a pescatarian myself so it's been a couple of years since i've eaten meats although i do cheat once in a while for menu tastings and things like that but um, so that was really important to me to have a good vegetarian burger. The other item that we have on our menu for vegetarians that I'm proud of is we have a Beyond Bang Me sandwich, which is a Bang Me, oh from Vietnam, Vietnamese sandwich. Uh. And so we use the Beyond Brat, um, oh. which has a very similar. So a, a real Bang Me sandwich has uh, liver pate on it, right. and the Beyond Brat um, has a similar sort of creaminess in your mouth when you. Um, eat it. So um, it's got the Beyond Broad on it. We do it on a toasted hoagie bun uh, with a sweet chili aioli, cucumber, cilantro, avocado, and then we do a pickled power blend um, that we make in-house. And Pickle powered blend? Pickled power blend. It's okay. a blend of different veggies that are 
um, basically julienne, oh. and then we pickle it and uh, put a healthy portion of those on the sandwich. And uh, so, again, a vegetarian version of a bang mi, something a little different that I don't think you're going to find anywhere else in the area. Is that a kimchi takeoff thing, your, your power pickle power blend? Uh, so, on a traditional bang mi, you would do um, typically pickled carrots mm-hmm. and sometimes pickled jicama is used and so um so that's just kind of our take on getting that pickled flavor on the sandwich i I went to vietnam a number of years ago and walking with some friends on the sidewalk and there's a lady making sandwiches on a hibachi right there on the corner and two people they were not vietnamese i don't know if they were from america but i swatched i watched this guy have a bite of this sandwich and I thought he was going to have a heart attack. It was so, he's like, oh my God, this is so good. He's spilling sauce all over himself. He's flipping out over how good this sandwich was. And I looked at my friend and said, I don't know what's in that sandwich, but I got to stop and have, have it. to have one of those. I got to have one of those sandwiches. And it was absolutely delicious. And then I tasted, you can taste the liver pate, which scares people to death right, right. here. Oh man, that was so good. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Yeah, the the uh, traditional meat used is liver pate and then tripe, which I'm not personally a big fan of. Well, tripe, you know, mix it all up. But, I would but, eat that bon, I would push you out of the way for the yeah. last bon meat sandwich in <laughs> Vietnam. And I, you know, I, I didn't make a mistake. I asked the young lady who was making the sandwich if she spoke English. She didn't, or at least not enough for me to know what she was talking about. Right. So I'm looking at the ingredients, trying to figure, figure them out. She's trying to tell me what they are uh, in very extremely broken English. I didn't get it all, uh, but wow, that sandwich was so good. It's neat to know that you're making one or trying to make one right here. Yeah. Across. I, I lived in St. Paul for a number of years, and there's a couple of Vietnamese, uh, I guess, French bakeries that... Oh, sure. A little um, patisserie that's a, yeah, that, that French influence in Vietnam is huge. Right. That do really good buying me sandwiches. So that was my inspiration, just trying to create something um, as similar as I could, minus the meat. What's so. the bread that you serve it in? It's a, uh, it's like a toasted uh, cheddar um, bun. So it's got. Oh, it's a bun. Okay. It's not a flatbread or a, it's not a. a Big crescent roll, almost like a thing. almost like a hoagie oh. kind of a thing, okay. but uh, um, but, it's a cheddar but it's got yeah cheddar on it, so that you just adds warm, one more. Warm the whole thing up, or does it come out cold? Is it a cold sandwich? It's a cold sandwich, okay. but I mean the broad is still warm in there, so it's kind of like a warm ingredients. Warm ingredients okay. on on a cold sandwich. You can pick so. it up and eat it with your hands because it's not hot. That's right. That's right. Cool. Awesome. Sounds delicious. What about your desserts? Tease me with something for dessert. All right. Well, the really fun thing that we do that I like is our tableside s'mores. And so we bring a little, looks like a campfire burner to huh. your table. And, and tiny hibachi that tiny... doesn't get you in trouble with <laughs> exactly. the fire department. Right, right. Why and, are you uh... lighting fires at everyone's table there? <laughs> and, uh, and the ingredients, and you make your own uh, s'mores right at your table. So really? That's kind of fun. Um and uh, really kind of a cool experience, you know, for folks to be able to do that. Oh, it's, yeah. it's fun to watch people kind of messing around with it and sure. toasting their Reliving marshmallows. Their Girl Scout days or exactly. camping days. 
I have a sign of sand? Because if I can't drop, <laughs> if I can't drop my marshmallow in the sand, it's just not the same. Right, right. <laughs> Every time I went camping with my dad, he would always accidentally drop it in the sand. We just got used to it that way. <laughs> right. So good. So good. Sandstand. Yeah, you can eat them in the restaurant without sand on them. So that's awesome. That's a bonus. Um, we do a salted caramel brownie, which is really good. It's it's a large brownie that's served warm, and then we put a scoop of vanilla ice cream and whipped cream and chocolate Ooh. sauce on it. Um, Dark so, chocolate or is milk chocolate? What kind of sauce? Uh, it's a milk chocolate sauce. So, um, but uh, that's pretty delicious. And then we do a cherry pasty as well, which is served warm, and it's just cherry filling uh, inside a kind of a flaky pasty sure. dough. Pasty, so. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything that's dark chocolate on the dessert menu? I do not. No. Okay. Perhaps I should. Well, when the when one of your service comes back and says, uh, "Will, there's a man out front," he says, "You know him. He's really grumpy that there's no dark chocolate. He brought his own. Is that okay?" <laughs> Absolutely. Can you Absolutely. warm this up a little bit? There's a man out there who wants to put this on his cherry pan. We'll make it happen for you for sure. Well, I'm just curious. I'm kind of a dark chocolate junkie. All okay. right, soups and chilies. You make your own soups? Soups and chilies, we do. We make our own soups in-house. So we do a smokehouse chili, um, which has got, it's kind of a traditional chili, chunks of beef, jalapenos, onions, red beans, uh, our secret blend of spices. Um, and then we do a white chicken chili, which is really oh. delicious as well. And uh, um, You know, when you go to... When you go to Texas, you get yelled at if you tell them you make red bean chili. <laughs> you put what? Get out of my restaurant. <laughs> well, I have a son who used to live in, in uh, Austin, Texas. Okay. He got uh, politely asked to leave. Wow. When, uh, when he was, because he was from Wisconsin. They and put beans in their chilies in Wisconsin. We don't yeah. put them around here, so you got to order something else or you got to leave. <laughs> wow. Well. You know, red beans are just fine here. So the just Texans, Texans are missing out. They yes, don't know they what are. they're. They don't know what they're talking. About. Um, but uh, yeah, our white chicken chili is made with uh, northern beans, or white northern beans, uh, chicken breast, um, Monterey Jack cheese. So, and then we do a chicken wild rice soup because you can't be a Midwestern restaurant and not have. A wild rice soup. Well, so. and you're from Minnesota, so you got to support people you used to live next door to. That's right. That's There's right. A lot of wild rice. Some of the best wild rice in America comes from Minnesota. Absolutely. So, so that's our soup uh, menu. We serve that with a homemade cornbread muffin that we top with a cinnamon honey butter, oh, awesome. um, and serve it warm. And so, um, how often do you change up the soup menu? Uh, I mean, those are all printed. So I was going to say, doesn't change. That's right been that pretty quarterly things all the time. That's been pretty stable. It, it's um, our soups are kind of something that I feel like we're known for. We get a lot of yeah. people that even just like for to go orders call in sure, and sure. get uh, get soup to go. So um, I think those uh, at least the chilies are are there to stay. So right. Right. super popular, just the way they are. Mike. That's right. <laughs> Move along, keep going. That's it. Making a salad your own is that hard to do? I mean, a salad is a salad is a salad. A salad is a salad, yeah. Um, we do a Caesar salad that's a pretty traditional Caesar, um, but we've got a five-grain salad, which is, um, I mean, it's got, like, quinoa, barley. It's basically a, a grain salad, and then we serve that on 
uh, organic butterhead lettuce leaves. Um, and that gets a, a little bit of uh, balsamic glaze on it as yeah. well. Um, so not a salad in the traditional sense, but um, which reminds me of Christmases as a kid. And, you know, we'd have 15 salads on the table and sure. not one of them had lettuce in it all, <laughs> all different and none stuff. of them had carrots floating in lime jello either. <laughs> that's right that's yeah. right so so uh very hearty uh salad the five grain salad and then we do a wedge salad as well and basically it's just a head of iceberg lettuce kind of cut in half on your plate and we put all the toppings on top of it bacon our blue cheese dressing blue cheese crumbles so if you like blue cheese, that's a good one for you. Yeah. Oh, well, and you know me. I do. I do. And you do? I, I did see, I can't remember where I was. I was on vacation someplace far away, a salad that was a head of lettuce, and they must have specifically bought smaller heads of a little, maybe a softball size or a little bigger than a softball. Okay. Cut in half. The center of the head of lettuce scooped out. Hmm. And all the ingredients then put inside in the hole. Okay. And then Very fun. You, then you break it open, and it was it was a non-traditional traditional salad, right? Because you could get one that uh, was kind of taco oriented, right? Or you could get one that was vegetarian oriented, but all the stuff was put in the center of the hollowed out uh, head of lettuce, which I thought was kind of an interesting way, and served in a little bowl, not a not a soup bowl, but a, a bowl with a, kind of sides on it, right? So right. So that it wouldn't spill out all over the place and make a that sounds really cool. It's fun to look at, too. And I thought, how are we going to eat this? You figure out a way. Yeah. Kind of like when yeah. you order a taco salad and it comes in a taco shell. Pretty soon you're going to have to start eating the sides of this bowl. <laughs> how are you going to get, you know? Right. You can just figure out a way. Right. Absolutely. Figure out a way. It's delish. Um, yeah. The, the lettuce that we use is a local product. And I'm drawing a blank on the name of the company, but it's a hydroponic. Oh, cool. Um, place i think it's about an hour from uh the dells oh, awesome. uh, right north of the dells yeah and cool. uh and they do have some really cool products um and they're one of the things about like their um romaine lettuce is they grow it with it has there's almost no waste to it the really the, Eat it right down to the roots almost. yeah and and so the heart, yeah. yeah whereas like a california romaine would have a heart that's like a couple inches yeah. around Ball yeah, this has a heart that's about the size of a dime. Really? So much less that's waste sure. and uh, and grown organically using hydroponics. So um, so kind of cool uh, products that they offer that we've incorporated into the menu as well. Awesome. About seven minutes before 11 o'clock. Tell you what, little business to take care of. Uh, when we come back, you pick. Well, you know what? We haven't talked about any of the entrees besides burgers. Yeah. Go over there. Let's go over there. When we get back, uh, Will Jedlicka is the, uh, I don't know, are you still the new owner of Twisted Moose? We'll say over a year. I know. Newer? The newer. Oh, he's not very young, so. Ouch. Ouch. That hurts. <laughs> That's all right. His beard has fewer gray hairs in it than mine, so <laughs> he's, he's way younger than me. Will Jedlicka, he owns Twisted Moose downtown La Crosse. We will talk more about what he's got going in that restaurant when we come back. My small business. Oh, and you know what? If you ask, he will not have to kill you after you ask and he tells you the answer. Because uh, Will is all about sharing. In most cases, it's because you aren't going to be able to make it this good when you try it at home. Anyway, so what the hell? That's right. Good luck to you trying to trying to make it the way we make it. Yeah. What, what recipes did you bring in? 
So one uh, condiment that we make is a vodka ketchup. Ooh. Uh, that is just fantastic. It's you, I you know, mean, there's a joke or two in there. Just, but I'll, yeah. let, I'll let you just. <laughs> so it's a real simple recipe that anyone can make. Um, I mean, we make it in batches, of course, but uh, you take just two cups of ketchup. Any ketchup will do. Uh, two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce. Two tablespoons of vodka. Two tablespoons of Tabasco sauce, and a tablespoon of lemon juice. And you combine that, and it's best if you refrigerate it overnight. Kind of let the let the flavors marinate, oh, but uh, super easy. And like, if you're looking for something to for your barbecue when you're grilling, what have yeah. you, like, it's it just those few extra ingredients make it so much better than just a regular ketchup. So, are you? And, and I'm just I'm trying to think of, but it's a restaurant and there's rules and regulations. How much stuff? If somebody came to you with a basket of tomatoes, could you make your own? Vodka, tomato sauce, if somebody gave you the fresh ingredients? Um, I don't know if that's legal. You, you, are, um, you do have to get uh, ingredients from uh, like certified Okay, so you uh, couldn't go vendors. to the farmer's market, right. buy a bunch of tomatoes, bring right. them back to the restaurant and make ketchup. Correct, okay. correct. All right, well, then never mind. So, no, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> can't okay. do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm going to try that. Sounds really tasty. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a delicious recipe. So, um, well, and anybody that's had vodka sauce on pasta, there's gotta be some similarities going on. Right. Absolutely. And, and you get the Worcestershire in there that yeah. adds some flavor. So, um, the other really popular, uh, item that we have is the blue cheese dressing. Yeah. And so I'll share that for, for your sake. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So we do, it's four cups of blue cheese crumbles. Okay, where do you get your blue cheese? From Wisconsin, yeah, of course. Do you remember where? I don't recall the company okay. off the top of my head, no. Hey, uh, uh, do people call you Will, at your employees, or do they call you Mr. Jidlicka? They call me Will. Will. Will, remember that guy who was here the last time asking about that Bon Me sandwich? He's back. He wants to know where we get our blue cheese. <laughs> I'll look forward to seeing you. Okay, yeah, no, you won't. You're not the question. Um, but we do four cups of blue cheese crumbles, half a cup of buttermilk, uh, a cup of sour cream, a half cup of mayo, a quarter cup of red wine vinegar, uh, two teaspoons of sugar, a tablespoon of garlic powder, half a teaspoon of salt and a teaspoon of pepper. And then you, again, mix all those ingredients and refrigerate them overnight. But as you can hear from that recipe, the uh, ratio of blue cheese crumbles is significantly more than what you would typically get in a blue cheese dressing because I want people to taste the blue cheese. Well, and it's chunky. So, you know, you stick your fork in that, whatever you're going to have with it, salad or you're dipping your French fry in there. Oh wait, that's just me. <laughs> it's nice to have some sauce and a little chunk of blue cheese. That's right. Attached. Absolutely. So, okay. yeah. So, um, so those are a couple of the things that we make in house. I don't know if you'd like any more recipes well, here. Yeah. Well, that? let me tell you. Just, yeah, just grab one. I'm easy. How about? Um... You're working too hard. I know that one. Way too hard. Okay, red pepper aioli. Um, oh, not that one. Okay. I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. Jeez. I'm kidding. Tough crowd. Um, so we serve red pepper aioli with our um, sweet potato fries as a dip and also with our onion rings as a dip. And so that's just uh, four cups of mayo, half a cup of Dijon mustard, a cup of roasted red peppers, uh, a quarter. I don't even know. 
a quarter something, quarter teaspoon of minced garlic, uh, and a teaspoon of lemon juice. And that all gets combined in a food processor and blended thoroughly. And again, refrigerated overnight to let it marinate. That sounds delish. Yeah. I, I was surprised to run into so many people who didn't know that aioli was flavor mayonnaise. <laughs> it's just flavor mayonnaise. I have oh, gotten that question before. Hey, will you come back and do this again some Thursday? I would absolutely love to. I yeah, love thank to you. Have you back. We will do that. Right now, we got to go. It's 11 o'clock. WIZM. News on the hour. Your home for a 